So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to For F1's Sake, the Formula One podcast that really went for in-wash technology this year. Oh wait, in-wash? Fuck, I went without wash. I just didn't wash. Welcome to For F1's Sake, the Formula One podcast that hired Paddy Lowe to fix all our problems. Sorry we're late. Paddy? Paddy, where are you? What do you mean? You're fired, Paddy. Get out of that cupboard. Welcome to For F1's Sake, the Formula One podcast that's adopting Gunter Steiner as our spirit animal. We are all a bunch of fucking clowns. We should have a t-shirt that says Gunter Steiner, spirit animal. That, that it's not happen. even an intro, it's a genuinely yeah. good business idea. Well done, well done me. And welcome to For F1's Sake, the Formula One podcast that's awarding an extra point for the fastest pint. Right, hold on. I win. <laughs> I'm Cameron Tate, and I'm here to fill in for Chica, who can't be with us tonight, but she'll be back for the season to make this less of a Sosha's fest. <laughs> in the meantime, we'll be discussing at least some of the goings-on that have happened since Abu Dhabi in 2018, as well as the fun and games of pre-season testing. And we'll be looking forward to F1 2019, which will surely see all the historical problems fixed so that it becomes the perfect blend of sport and entertainment. Right? Right, guys? Definitely. Absolutely, yeah, totally. And that's all to come. Joining me is a man who has the evil eye. It's Phil Tromans. Hello, Hello everyone. It's been so long. Yes, I have I mean, I've nothing much to talk about, so I've gone with the my new bracelet, which has a little Greek evil eye on it. Oh, it I is. was in Greece this week, and uh, the hotel I was staying at gave me this as I left. It's a little, little cut out of an eye, which apparently keeps off the evil spirits. Uh, so, Phil, why were you in Greece? I was driving a new Range Rover Evoque, oh. uh, which was launched over there, which is very evocative. Is it? Is it? Yes. Is it off-roadery? It's quite off-roadery. Yeah, oh, that's good. I mean, probably the least off-roadery Land Rover, but it's also the smallest and cheapest. But more so. off-roadery than it looks. Yes, more off-roadery than quite a lot of its rivals, I would say. Did it evoke any memories? Yeah, we made a lot of those jokes. Did you? Oh. Really? <laughs> I was hoping that you, you wouldn't be on a par with that kind of classic dad yeah, joke. Yeah, we, we went straight with those. It was all right. over Twitter. As you were. Uh, and alongside me is a man who's been hanging out with pop stars. Uh, Terry Saunders, what have you been up to? Well, would it, would it sound confusing? I mean, Cameron, you never met me, but let me tell you, it's very odd that I was hanging out at Stella McCartney's offices last week. Were you? Yes. And... I was just going to talk about some work. Don't want to talk about my charity work. It wasn't charity. It was, it was a paid gig. <laughs> and um, as I was going in for the meeting, I go into the reception, which is basically like absolutely fabulous. It's like white walls everywhere. Everyone's beautiful. I feel out of place immediately. And then this car pulls up and this camera crew get out of the car filming this moody looking child. And then they bring her in and I kind of step out of the way and they sit her down. And then there's this weird scene where I'm about to talk to a receptionist and say I've got a meeting at two and someone comes up and goes uh, Billy needs some water to me and I'm just like uh, uh, alright you can have mine if you want mine. <laughs> and uh, so the receptionist runs off to get some water and I hear the sentence uh, we have to wait for Finlay because he decided to walk from the hotel I'm like what the hell is going on and it turns out it's Billy Eilish who? Billy Eilish who? who? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. No one's heard of her, right? No. She is very famous. So, so, so Cam, we need to ask, how old are you? I'm 26. And you haven't heard of Billie Eilish? I've not heard of No, no. Uh, well, neither of you guys. So, yeah, well, I'm you know, 39. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not expected to yeah, have heard of her. We're both old, <laughs> so we've got excuses. Wait, so it's, wait, it's, is she 
an older singer, or I'm guessing a younger she's one. She's 17. She's 17? Oh, Which, wow, right. Yeah. yeah. So well, she's things cool. move so quickly now that I, I've, I've literally got no idea. Anyway, if on the off chance we have a 18-year-old listener to the podcast, they will be very impressed right now. And whereas most of our listeners are going to be men in their 30s and 40s. And 50s. Who are now probably knocking one out after they've Googled <laughs> Billie Eilish, then I don't know. That's my life. Anyone going to ask me what I'm up to? Oh, yeah. So, Cameron. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, thank you, Phil, for asking. Um, I have been All at right. the Geneva Motor Show. Ah, uh, you both filled Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go this year because it's you been tested? pretty boring. Have you, been, have you been driving things? I have been driving things, actually. I drove a couple of new McLarens. <laughs> Wait, are you a motoring journalist? I am a motoring journalist. What the yes. fuck is this? <laughs> am I being replaced? Sorry, Phil. Am I Paddy Lowe with me? <laughs> We wanted to wanted you to hand over the uh, the logins for the YouTube account Fuck first. Hell. Uh, well, I've been hanging out with uh, celebrities as well. Kimi Raikkonen, I stumbled across <laughs> that other Alfa Romeo guy, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi, that's him. You're ruining yeah. this podcast by being actually good at your job. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I covered the Geneva Motor Show. I just you did it from my desk. You come back and tell me you've driven like a Renault Clio or something. Well, I didn't want come to brag with about McLaren's and Kimi Raikkonen on I, day one. I didn't want to come I, in and give all the Charlie Big Potatoes. I'm beyond that. You don't even know Charlie Big Potatoes. I wanted. This is like the Gunter Steiner Roman Grosjean relationship. <laughs> Uh, so, before we delve into the 2019 shenanigans, let's catch up with what happened since we uh, last polluted your ears, uh, which was uh, just after Abu Dhabi last year. Uh, there's a few rule changes going on in F1 this year. Um, so, what's the sport done to make itself less shit? So, first things first, there's a new simplified front wing which is wider, higher and more forwarder. This is all part of aero tweaks to make it less ridiculously difficult to overtake and follow within five seconds of the car in front. So there's that. There's also small, smaller barge boards. Terry, you know barge boards? Barge boards? Yes. Mm. That's a pop star, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> yes. There's a higher, wider, less wingier rear wing for the same reason. And excitingly, biometric gloves for all drivers now. Now that's the headline of it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Everyone's been talking about wings, but really it's biometric gloves. So, so all, the, what? all the driver gloves now have little sensors in them that will read their heart rate and apparently their blood oxygen level. So if suddenly that goes flat, the stewards can, I don't know, give them a penalty or something. But is that all they're going to use it for, to tell if they're dead? There must I be think more. So. <laughs> about to say, I, I think there's other signs of death in yeah. a car. If they'd have yeah. had that, you know, when Senna was around. He'd be, he'd be dead now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and we'd have known a bit earlier. Um, what about the little flashing lights on the rear wing? Yes, there's new lights. We saw these in testing. There's Those new the lights. Bits. You know, there used to be one little light down the bottom on what isn't the exhaust but could look like the exhaust. Now there's ones on the edge of the wing as well. So that's that's a thing. They've made it look like a shit gamer's PC, and I think they should go for more of that. They should have like under <laughs> underbody lights. They should have like, like a picture of an alien little, on it. <laughs> but you know, Le Mans do the kind of the display on the side that oh, tells yeah. you Indy where they are. Oh yeah, does it as well with the position on it. They should have that. Yeah, like I agree. Latest tweets well, about ha- Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> or from Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> oh yeah, well, he's tweeting. He's well, he's on it. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag crash. Um, well, hashtag Valtteri. This is James. Uh, more fuel, an extra five kilograms, which uh, means total they have 110 to put in kilograms. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how the biometrics work. <laughs> so they now get 110 kilograms of fuel, uh, which is intended to allow them to do a bit more full power driving rather than having to do full power for one lap and then fuel safe for the rest of the race. Except what they've said already is going, we're actually not going to bother putting that in because it'll make the car too slow. So it's Ford one doing this classic thing of going, here's a rule to make the racing better. Now nah, you're right, mate. <laughs> we don't need it. Uh, stronger helmet. There's no more. You know, after the massa crash, they put in that weird strip above the visor. Yeah. Uh, that's gone. It's new, new stronger helmets all round. Don't need the visor anymore. So they're a bit they more got classic. No visor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just that's open, open face helmets. Races. That's what they've gone back to cloth helmets. No, they've got nothing. It's just a sealed no. unit. They can't see out. They have to see using <laughs> biometrics. It's like a bucket. <laughs> right. Pinch my finger once for left and twice for right. <laughs> they might even have something to uh, keep your glasses on in the event of a crash. Terry. Okay, that's a raw nerve, Phil. That's. I don't think we need to go into our uh, karting fracas with a new person carrying the room because that would just be embarrassing for him watching mummy and daddy fight. But <laughs> what happened is we went karting and um, I lost badly <laughs> and I crashed, cracked a rib. And when I crashed, my glasses <laughs> flew into my helmet and I thought I'd gone blind. <laughs> you cracked a rib while karting? Yeah, I don't know how he did it either. Big spin. I was really going. It was for a it. really good day. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Phil won a race. I was lapped by Alex Brundle. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's worse birds to be lapped by. Yeah, yeah. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Who also lapped me. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's also, and I think this, I mean, this is the headline for me. There's a new line for restarts. Good. Oh, so, is there? Yeah. After a safety car, you know, normally you had to wait for the safety car line before you could overtake. Now, start, finish straight. Revolutionary. <laughs> it just makes you wonder why it wasn't like that before. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else the safety car line is actually for. I think the contractors who do the safety car line have had a good union. That's really? what it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what's happening. So, uh, so that, if that wasn't enough, uh, there's also some changes to how the tyres work this year. Uh, I presume they're still round and made of rubber. You'd think, wouldn't you? Mm. But No, yes, they are. Um, but they've... Everyone was bitching in previous years, rightly so, that it was way too complicated. Because even after 21 races, I couldn't tell you which is softer, a hyper soft or an ultra soft. Or was there, wasn't there another one? I can't remember. But anyway, really they've soft. done away with all that now. Mr. Soft. Yes, that's right. He'll tell you why the world in which he's living is so strange. Um, there's now just three colours of tyre. White is hard, yellow is medium, red is soft. The actual compounds will change from race to race, but nobody cares. They're just going to have... Hard, medium, soft, which I think is good, but let's see how well it works. I'm still disappointed that it's still a stripe around the edge of the tyre. Like, why can't they make the whole tyre white? <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty Ooh. cool. Why? Have, I reckon they've got, the, they've got the technology. Surely. It would be good, actually. I would watch that. Also, it would mean that when they slide, instead of just black number 11s down the track, there'd be all sorts of different colours. It'd be like a sort of And you could painting. see the tyre wear because the black of the tyre, oh, the more worn it is. You could fade, Jesus, fade the colours. It'd be and like global hyper colour. Would they have coloured smoke as well? So when you pull away from the start, oh, yes. the whole grid would just be encapsulated in this yellow cloud. Fucking Like hell. the red arrows. It could be like the red arrows. They could get extra... They've got a point for fastest lap. I ruined the thing. Got a point for fastest lap this year. They could have point for best manoeuvre, like red arrows. <laughs> I'm doing so. Matt can put some sound effects in of like the red arrows. Don't think he will. Have you ever heard the red arrows uh, speak to each other during a demo? When I was at Goodwood one year, they had the ra- they had the live radio of the red arrows, and it's hilarious. You mean the pilots? Yeah, yeah, not the actual planes. But they just go, and I'm not exaggerating. If anybody's listened, they'll know that's true. It's, it's true, I, I can vouch that, and I've no idea what they're saying. No. It's this little you language. You can't hear a single have. word they say, but they all seem to know what it is, and they just flip about. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, I feel like you're ganging up on me with these <laughs> kind of obviously made up facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a way I can get more points by being really fast in a race this year? Well, it's funny you should ask that, Cameron, mm. because yes, uh, there are now extra, there's now an extra point in the race for the fastest lap, uh, which... I quite like the sound of. They do this in other series. You can only get it if you're in the top ten. So forget about, you know, some no mark at the back uh, trying to just smash out a fastest lap to uh, to get some points for his team. Um, well, we've but if you're, if you're in a position where you're not likely to get another position, you've, you're two minutes ahead of the person behind you, might as well pit, put on the softest set of tyres, smash out a fastest lap. I was going to say, we actually have a question from one of our listeners, uh, Gavin Mitchell. How many penultimate lap pit stops chasing fastest lap points we have? Uh, six. Okay, there you go. Six. Thanks for writing, Gavin. Fantastic. Yeah, I reckon that'll be six. So, uh, what's changing on the TV coverage side this year? Oh, well, this is going to be very UK-centric. But Now TV tried to charge me hundreds of pounds to renew my contract that I had on the past last year. Not the offer I had last year. They went for like the whole 40 quid a month thing. Oh, that's how they did it. And I went onto their customer service and I cancelled that, which means that I have no access to watch Formula One this year. Okay. But you know, I'm going to illegally pirate that shit. Well, there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be highlights on Channel 4. So, you know. Don't have that either. You don't have Channel 4? (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) Why do you not have Channel 4? My parents were posh. They wouldn't allow me. I can only watch BBC. Anyway, Channel 4 is showing highlights of every race, but only one race live, which would be the Rich Grand Prix. And they've changed their team. Susie Wolfe, gone. Where no more Scottish-German. She's running one of Venturi Formula E team. And she reckons that's apparently more important than speaking with a slightly weird accent on TV. So she's gone. Have you heard who they've got in to replace her? I haven't just read it, so no, I don't know. It's Stefano Dominicali, one-time principal of Ferrari. Really? Really. That seems like a weird guy to be a pundit. He's now, I think, one of the head of Lamborghini. Yes, exactly. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was on the board of Lamborghini, I wouldn't want my CEO being on Channel 4, whatever that is, uh, (laughs) every week. 
He's got more important things to do. With Ferrari trying to kind of lure him back into team principal role. I reckon he'll just oh. turn up in a big Lamborghini hat and a Lamborghini shirt, just like flicking the Vs at Ferrari all the time. Good on it. Um, uh, well, speaking of TV, or should I say internet, there's a new F1 documentary on Netflix called Drive to Survive. Yes, there is. Has anyone seen it? Yes. So my review based on 1.5 episodes is... Daniel Ricciardo has got a good way of looking hopeful at the start of the year and then having it dashed, which is the same this year. Uh, Gunter Stein is quite cool. It's really interesting having more footage of a race. Understandably, you can't do all that on a race weekend, but it does make you think there could be a lot better coverage. And uh, Kevin Magnussen's a bit of a dick. There you go. I quite like Kevin Magnussen being a bit of a dick. But it's yeah, sort of, I like him too. It contrasted but a bit quite of nicely with, with Roman Grosjean basically looking like he's going to cry all the time. Yeah. And Gunter Steiner not caring, just being a bit of a dick to him. Although, <laughs> Gunter Steiner is hilarious. He is fantastic. I'd love for them to have a live microphone just from Gunter Steiner's pit wall because it would be magnificent. They'd have to go quite bonkers with the beat machine because he swears a lot. He does swear a lot. And but, or we could just have like a highlight reel of what he says to Grosjean afterwards yeah. would be the most important thing. If anybody's not seen it, I would thoroughly recommend either if you've got Netflix or if you know somebody with Netflix. It, I, I, I don't think it's perfect. It's a little bit kind of on the nose with some of its production. A little little bit over dramatic and there's some fake commentary in there which I'm not The commentary's on. fake, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. There's a lot Although of that not kind from of, Jack Nichols because he would never do that kind of thing. Jack Nichols, who's a friend of the podcast. Friend with benefits of the podcast. Have who has been on here before and he would never ever he wouldn't stoop so low he wouldn't record some fake commentary just no to matter help how a narrative big, how big the salary no way would he sell out to do that he would that. never do that he was really interested in that fight between Alonso and Carlos Sainz for 6th and 7th place yeah yeah I'm sure yeah. that was taken from the live race that was exactly it um well, I mean, I, I, it's definitely worth watching like the the access to the the teams is unprecedented the and there's some really interesting stuff in there and there's also some cool new angles that I'd never seen some of the action from last year on track it's mostly about the people but there is some cool on track action stuff and it's definitely worth checking out so Tan Cartwright says uh, the series made last season look much more exciting most of it was from behind the scenes of drivers calling each other twats there is a lot of that which you know is the thing I've always wanted in Formula 1 is to see hopefully fisticuffs which there was a little bit of last year but basically just let them hate each other yeah because the, the, the Formula 1 that we see is too clean we yeah. know they're real people. We know they hate each other. Let's see it. No, well, Magnussen and Hulkenberg really don't like each other. They properly um, hate each other. Ocon and Verstappen aren't too fond of each other. And completely separately, I found out that apparently Ocon and Gasly used to be really close mates. Like, they grew up in the same town and were best friends all through karting. And then they massively fell out and now they don't talk to each other. Oh. It's a soap opera, basically. It's great. Uh, Paul Hinton's favourite bit was episode 7 a whole show dedicated to how shit Grosjean is the best bit was when they sent him to his room that literally happens I think he crashes again <laughs> and they, they basically send him to his trailer <laughs> oh bless you're making me feel sorry for him Wes Paul stops how whiny Horner has been since Dan left him He's like a scorned lover. Oh, yes, that was also quite good. Oh, there's, there's basically several episodes of Christian Horner going, yeah, we're going to get Danny Rick back. Of course we are. We're going to get him back. We're going to get him back. He's going to sign. It's going to be brilliant. And then Ricardo goes, nah, I'm not going to sign. And Horner, yeah, it looks like he's just been dumped. It's pretty funny. Oh, bless. And then he has a row with Squirrel of Eatable. <laughs> Is Hamilton in it much? Not much, because Ferrari and Mercedes didn't... Um, didn't agree to be filmed although Ferrari then later in the season said yeah okay you can come and do a bit so there's not really much for, uh, there's, I mean they're briefly in it yeah. but not really but to be honest I think it's more interesting because there's no shortage of coverage of Ferrari and Mercedes but there's the, the stuff in the midfield is really interesting and stuff I didn't know in as much detail before oh I'd agree with that but I, I do think that they're missing a trick because it feels like if this works as it's supposed to as a marketing exercise of you're not a Sky Sports subscriber you watch this documentary and go, this is quite interesting. And this could be the kind of documentary that that kind of lasts for years. Like years in years to come, you'll be watching this particular season. And the idea that the world champion isn't really featured because Mercedes have gone, nah. And it's like Lewis Hamilton not going to the London event last year. It's like, you're kind of cutting your nose off to spite your face, I think. Well, they are apparently working on to, to get them in for this season because they're doing it again this year, apparently. So, or at least they're filming it. So. Well, that's because Netflix are going to broadcast Formula 1, aren't they? Ooh, that's the actually, I'd be all right with that. That'd be yeah. a lot cheaper than now TV. The only, what, 12 heard. quid a month or something for Netflix? Yeah, they're going to just shove sports onto Netflix and we can I'm watch right it, it whilst yep. we watch 
the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in the corner. Yeah. Screen in, screen action. Scott Crawford says, uh, the correct topics of conversation are how surprisingly good the Formula E actually is and how much of a potty mouth legend Gunter Steiner is. This is true. Gunter Steiner is the new star of F1. I think this is going to do absolute wonders for his popularity at the races. There'll be banners and everything. I but watched a Formula E race. Which one did you watch? The one that was on the other day, Hong Kong. I didn't see that one. That's the only one I haven't seen. It was shit. Oh, dear. The previous four have all been pretty good. No, it was really exciting, but it was shit. They, okay. don't, know, they don't know how to drive a car. They're I mean, all they're all XF1 drivers. The tracks are rubbish. It's wow. really slow. I'm sorry. We're going to get letters. We're not going to get letters. From Jack Nichols. <laughs> good. Well, he'll send an email. <laughs> Um, I've, I've quite enjoyed them. I didn't see the Hong Kong race, but um, I thought the first four were quite fun. But, you know, yeah, it's not F1. As an avid listener of this podcast, were you not a big advocate of Formula E? Yeah, I think in theory it's great, but the problem is I never actually watched a race. Now I've watched one. On paper, brilliant. In action, rubbish. There was one, like I now can't remember which one it was. It might have been... I don't know, Morocco. Let's say Morocco. There was one Morocco. where it literally went down to the last millisecond as to who would win it, and it was incredibly exciting. This went down to the last lap, and they crashed into each other, and it was rubbish. Wow. They right. always crash into each other. Exactly. It seems every race well, they That's what crash I quite like about it. It's like a cross between normal single-seaters where you can't really do that, and touring cars where it's kind of mandatory to do the that. The cars are too big, and the tracks are too stupid. Have okay. you seen the one they've got in London? Well, they haven't anymore because they've, no, they've, they've, got, they've just announced it. in a couple of years it's coming back to London oh, right. at the Excel Centre. Oh, it's gosh. basically well, in drive, the Excel Centre. Yeah, drive through a conference centre, then let's drive through the car park, and then, oh, let's have a wiggly bit. Well, that's probably like where the vending machines are, and then we'll go back. I mean, it's not dissimilar to Monaco. It is dissimilar to Monaco because if you've been to the Excel Centre, it's hardly the fucking Riviera. It's like a big tunnel. Oh, look, there's the Emirates flyover Highline cable car, whatever it's called. <laughs> So back in February, all the teams, well, most of the teams, got together in Barcelona to wheel out the fruits of their winter labour and see if they worked. Surprisingly, most did. Mostly, they did. For the first time, the first test was broadcast on TV with commentary and everything. Did you guys watch it at all? I watched some of it, and commentary wasn't really necessary. It was, in one way, it's like, every year testing happens, I'm like, shit, I wish I could watch it. And this year I did watch a bit of it, and it was pretty boring. It's really dull. They should yeah. have it. It's they, worse than free practice. They don't need commentary. They should just have it on. It's a nice thing to have on muted in the background when you get on with work. It's like cricket. I wouldn't know. No. It's on Channel 4, isn't or it? Or long cycling races. No. It's like Bob Ross. That's not as soothing as Bob Ross. I don't know. Um, so it's just it's nice to have, but actually what you realise is that the text adventure that is that the live autosport coverage is far better to go have they updated something yet oh someone's on a lap that is far more exciting than actually it does watching t- it does turn out that testing is, a, is best in a written medium yeah yeah it's strange because they chose the first week to do the commentary and they didn't do it in the second week but it's the second week where everything happens and the first week is when they all roll each other all the cars out and then they break down yeah, some of the hardcore fans on Twitter were not happy that the second test wasn't uh, similarly covered. But um, for me, the only fun thing was sort of seeing the new cars being revealed and going, oh, look, that's interesting. Yeah. And after that, it was just like, oh, look, it's doing a slow lap with a rake on it. Bored now. So let's start with Mercedes. Uh, are they still at the top of the charts or did they give their manufacturing department the wing designs upside down? Because they're facing the other way by the second test. Mm. What's going on? Well, I mean, Mercedes... They've been the favourites for years. Surely they're still the favourites now, right? Maybe. Maybe. Don't understand anymore. Well, it's testing, so nobody really knows. But it doesn't seem like they're quite as on it as maybe they have been before. Because they brought a wing and then some other teams brought out their wings and Mercedes went, oh, shit. (laughs) And ran away and frantically designed another wing. Also, that can't have happened because it was a week later they had the different wings and you can't design and manufacture a wing in a week. I don't believe that for a second. The amount of money Mercedes have got I think they could knock one out in an afternoon. It's not about money, is it? It's about... There's only, like, three autoclaves in the world. Is that right? I just made that up. <laughs> it sounds like one of those facts that is right. You said it with conviction. I'll give you that. you know when they go, like, there's only, like, they all use the Toyota wind tunnel in Cologne. And you're like, haven't they all got a wind tunnel? It's that kind of thing. Okay. None of them have got autoclaves. There's only... There's, an, there's, no, there's no autoclaves. It's all hand-sculpted. Yeah, there's, there's just one. 
The question is going to be, and maybe we'll revisit this after we've talked about a couple of the other teams, is are they still the favourites for 2019? Because <sighs> ordinarily I go, yeah, of course they are. But well, what, yeah, what every dog has its downfall or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's very much saying. What they've done the last few years is been imperious in testings. They come out, they lap, they have no problem. Yeah, they do 150 laps per session. Yeah, and they lap kind of in the midfield, and then at the end of the day go, poop, oh, by the way, we're 20 <laughs> seconds out of you. Sorry, did we not mention? Oh, embarrassing. Oh, meant, meant yeah. to say at the start of the day. Forgot Sorry, to guys. turn the engine on. Yeah. <laughs> and this year it does seem to be, and what we're saying is they are... A very close second. Oh yeah, yeah, and that is—it's not like they're Williams. Yeah, they—they right? they have fucked up by becoming nearly best. They <laughs> yeah. are nearly the best. Not quite best. as dominant yeah. as they were. Yeah. Um, but to- talking about them, the car-wise, in terms of design, and by design I mean colour, it's not really changed. It looks the same. They've got some weird pattern oh, on the back. It's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, the weird mm. kind of all the things yeah the things yeah how do i describe it i'd say things things yeah kind of sparkles yeah sparkly. sparkles is it like the mercedes logo a bit uh, a little bit them. yeah i'll be and honest i looked at it very quickly and went no it's still silver like a versace scarf Ooh. on the back Ooh. okay driver wise they kept lewis hamilton that's a surprise um but they also kept valtteri bottas this surely must be his last chance to not be pretty terrible i still say Ocon will take over his seat mid-season. Wow. Okay. I do not think he'll see out the season. Wow. Pressure's on for him. So it's all changed at Ferrari this season. The laggard, Kimi Raikkonen, he's out. And team principal, Arriva Benny, is out as well. And it's actually looking like that Ferrari has the quickest car on the grid. So the big question is, how are they going to fuck it up in 2019? I, I mean, mean, they're going to. They yeah. have to. It's Ferrari. They're famous for finding new and innovative ways to fuck it up. They have to yeah. do it. They will. I reckon they will fuck up because I think Leclerc will be quicker on races but slower in qualifying. And there will be some kind of driver battle and Vettel will lose it. I think there's going to be some massive psychological breakdown in communication. Well, should, we, should we delve into this a bit more? It's, it's Vettel versus Leclerc. Raikkonen is gone. Yeah. Um, th- weirdly, here's a good fact about Leclerc. This will be the first year that he's done a second season in any kind of car racing. Because in every single series outside of karting, he's done one season, wiped the floor with everyone, moved up. Uh, he only started driving cars, I think, in 2014. Jesus and Christ. <laughs> and now he's, um, now he's kicking ass. So he is really shit hot I know you know that we started this podcast mm. in 2015 so yeah our no. podcast he'd only been driving you've been driving longer than he has fuck off our podcast <laughs> our podcast has been going for nearly as long as the clerk's career he's gone from the lowly ranks of nothing to potential Formula 1 champion and no offence to any of us here we haven't <laughs> well, we're if anything yet. languishing <laughs> we're yeah. like um, Marcus Ericsson <laughs> oh I wasn't going to go that far but you know uh, Roberto but, Meri <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, the thing is, Ferrari changed. they got the new boss. Yes. His name is... Mattia Benotto. Yep. He was the former chief technical officer. He was the engine like guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he, he made the engines shit to good. He's less cool than Arriva Bene, but also apparently less, less of a bell end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the universal reaction to Arriva Bene going seemed to be, oh, thank fuck for that. But he'll be on Channel 4 next. Probably, yes. <laughs> They also have that new title sponsor, which is definitely not cigarettes. Well, do they? Definitely or not. Or do they not? Because in Australia, they're not going to have it because they're under investigation. I mean, it's not cigarettes for breaching tobacco regula- uh, advertising laws. Uh, yeah, this is not the first time we'll be talking about big tobacco, but yeah, mission win, no, in Australia at least. Although, can we just stop this podcast for a second? Because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm feeling stressed, there's nothing more I like than getting out a pack of mission winnow. <laughs> And when I get the Mission Winnow out, I light one up, but I feel like the day's a bit better. Everything's better with Mission Winnow. Sorry, I had to put that in, contractually. Yeah, so are we going to miss a River Bennett? I know you, you looked at him as a father figure. I love him. But like all father figures of mine, he left. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what do we know about Mattia Bonotto, other than he looks a little bit like a sort of ravaged Harry Potter? Uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> He glasses. Was, yeah, he was the engine guy. What's weird about this is that he's turned around because the Ferrari engine was like letting them down a few years ago. It was not the best engine on the grid. He's come in, he's made that good, and they've gone, great, you run the whole team. 
which begs he's, the question, he's, he's who not the judged. fuck is running the engine? Yeah, he's not judged it anymore. <laughs> End of the year, they'd be like, this is the best red Ferrari ever, but the engine, oh, we sold it. <laughs> we just he's the only guy at Ferrari that knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, be the, he's doing the catering, he's doing the... <laughs> the publicity well at least they're doing publicity now hopefully because they weren't really doing much last year were they would talk to the press yes they when i talk so, to people we'll see what happens with that if i were a betting man i'd be putting a sneaky fiver on leclerc to win the championship for always or for all us saying that ferrari are going to fuck it up i think leclerc is going to batter vettel and i don't think vettel is psychologically up to having a, a really good teammate and i think the ferrari looks really quick and if they can avoid throwing it out the window in an arriva bene fashion I think this could be Leclerc's hit. Thoughts? This could be the most exciting season in Formula 1 for a while, so it's good that it's entirely behind a paywall. (laughs) (laughs) They should do what they do on articles. You know you you read an article and it it starts, then it just kind of greys out. And then you get a little thing saying pay. They should do that. They should do like the first corner. If you'd like to continue watching this race, why not subscribe to Sky TV? Although it's not run by the Murdochs anymore, so you're not giving the Murdochs any money. Um, last thing on Ferrari, that new paint job, matte. They've lifted uh, lifted the idea from Red Bull last year, and they got a matte paint job. Does it work, do you reckon? Yeah. I quite like it. I think it was quite good. Matt's so oh. yesterday. No offence, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's just, you know, Red Bull doing it was cool. The next person doing it, it's like, ah. Uh, yeah, whatever. You need something different. I think it should be spiky. Three like years' time, Williams are going to be doing it. <laughs> really badly. <laughs> Half of it will be shiny. So, uh, on to Red Bull. Uh, they've got a Honda this year. Historically shit. But they don't look quite as embarrassing in testing. Ricardo's out, but we've got Gasly in. Uh, what do we think is going to happen there? I don't know. How... All I've learned in the last four years or five years of Formula One is that Honda is shit and it wasn't McLaren's fault. Mm. Now, Honda don't seem to be shit. And it was McLaren's fault. It was fault. McLaren's fault. Um, yeah, Honda seemed to have got their act together. They, they, Ripple looked pretty handy. In but cause don't forget, last year there was the, the Amazon documentary about the McLaren oh, pre-season yeah, yeah. thing, like the Netflix thing out now. It's basically like watching a car crash. Which was just going, oh, we said to Honda, can you bring an engine? They went, oh, we'll bring something. We're not sure what. You know, we've got a cucumber and a dildo. <laughs> what did I go with a dildo? <laughs> don't know. Okay, where's that this is going? not the Japanese business culture. <laughs> and, um, or is it? And it was embarrassing because Honda... Honda was shit, and it's like obviously they've learned and they've grown like a dildo, but it's <laughs> it's so unfathomable that they're actually good now. Like they've been the joke of Formula One for well, the last few years. Time will tell whether they're actually good. They certainly seem not as shit. Yes, and possibly acceptable, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they do. And uh, I mean the. You'd put money on the chassis being good, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I think I speak for all listeners when I say it's going to be annoying if Verstappen's not in a shit car because what we were hoping for this year was Verstappen being grumpy at the back of the grid. How do you reckon he's going to get on against Gasly? He's going to walk the floor with him. I'm predicting a massive shunt in turn one at every track for the next six months. Oh, I like you. Because you've got... (laughs) This is what I want to hear. Because you've got um, Gasly, who's trying to prove a point, and Verstappen, yes, he's quick, but his spatial awareness isn't the best on the grid. Uh, I can only see that resulting in massive smashes. Like it. Well, that'd be good. Get some exposure for the uh, for the sponsors, or at least bits of their names as they fly through the air. Do you reckon Verstappen's like that when he's not in the car with his spatial awareness? <laughs> he's just going, oh, sorry. I'm, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm beginning to... You know I've been a big fan of Verstappen in the past. It'd be and great. I, and I, It'd be and great I think when he gets out of the car, he has to put on these like big bottleneck glasses. <laughs> like Mr. Sorry. I've been a big fan of Verstappen since he came in, and I maintain that his driving is absolutely amazing. But towards the end of last season, I was starting to get a little hint. And having watched the documentary, I'm now slightly more of the impression that he's a bit of a bellend. Thank he you. He just seems like a bit of a cocky twat. Brilliant driver. Because you, your, your position was that, no, he's shit. And I don't think he's shit. I think he's amazing. But he's a bit of a twat. No, my position was that he's a shit driver because he's a bellend. Okay. So, just trust me, I'm a good judge of character. Are you, though? I am a great judge of character. When I came here, I saw Cam's... I never met Cam before. thought, this guy's good. He's going to belittle Phil about the Frank, Frankfurt Geneva. He's going to belittle Phil about the Geneva Motor Show. And I thought, that's going to be funny. Yeah. Don't know yeah, why no, I was that accurate in my prediction, but that really worked. Yeah. But Verstappen, 
Twat. I'm going right down the middle. Twat, but talented. Well, it's Gasly, I quite like. In the documentary, Gasly comes across as really nice. Also, there's a bit where he takes his top off and jumps in a wheelie bin full mm. of ice. But he's also a bit weird looking. The more I look at Gasly, the well, more I, I go... He's not, he's not as weird looking as Verstappen. It's getting personal now, but... <laughs> well, you know my theory on Verstappen's head. We've talked about this yes. before. That he was grown into his helmet, <laughs> which is why... He, like, he really feel, His head is helmet shaped because they probably put a helmet on in the cop. Yeah. Just like increasing sizes of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like, Gasly's going for that Wolverine look. I think, I think Gasly's a fine-looking young man. Whatever. Now, on to Renault. You know it's a little mm. bit strange when one of the biggest car companies in the world is aiming for fourth place on the grid. So now Daniel Ricciardo's with the team. Are they about to go back to their championship-winning ways? Mm. Not yet. No, I think they're going to be better. And I'd be quite surprised if they're not right up there with the best of the midfield teams. Because they've had a cash injection, I think, this year. But that's pretty piss poor, isn't it? To be like, they are going to well, be... Well, got to bear in mind, they, they're, not, they're not really the same team as they were back in 05, 06, when Alonso was winning everything. They, no, they sort of went through the phase of being one of the Lotuses. And now it's been, what, three years, four years since they've been Renault again? Which... Okay, the team at Enstone are probably largely the same, but all the money and all the bosses, all the big decisions are coming from Dieppe or wherever Carlos they're coming from Gome. in France. Well, not that, anymore, they're not. That good old character yeah, he's who's gone. definitely not weirdly over-reporting his wages when he's a bloody millionaire. So what the f- just, yeah, just well, he's gone. We don't need to worry about him anymore. Fine. Um, he's gone. Hey. <laughs> uh, Didn't even think of that. Oh. No, even I decided not to say that joke. Yeah. Didn't even occur to me. Wow. I mean, that, that was all over Twitter. Literally, the day he was arrested. But yeah, don't don't know what that is. Okay. Don't know what Twitter is. <laughs> not allowed it when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a bit better than they were before. What I'm interested Again, in. Again, biggest car company I mean, in the world. Gotta, you've got what do you want to do this they're year? They're not the biggest Can car company in the bit, world. They are one of them. No, they're not. It's Volkswagen. Are they? Yes. Is someone on Twitter, which I've never heard of definitely said they were the biggest it's in not. an argument they're not if you include the Nissan Alliance I mean yeah if you include Nissan and Mitsubishi they're Which is quite what I'm big. doing. Although I'm still not sure they're actually bigger than Volkswagen. I'll have to check I, on that. I, especially with Mitsubishi. I mean, Mitsubishi sells three but or unless, four cars unless, a year. unless they start changing their car throughout the season and suddenly, like, for three races, it's a Nissan, and then for the rest of the thing, it's a Mitsubishi, then, no, it doesn't, doesn't count. Great. Um, anyway, what I'm most interested in is how Ricardo compares to Hulkenberg. Because for years, we've been hearing that Hulkenberg is the world champion that never was. He's got the record for the most number of races without getting a podium but he has won Le Mans everyone says he's really good but he's never had the right car Ricardo, we've sort of got a benchmark because he's raced against Vettel he's raced against Verstappen we sort of know how good he is which is pretty bloody good maybe not super duper but pretty bloody good I want to see how good Hulkenberg really is in the same car I don't think he's going to do well I think Ricardo's going to not wipe the floor with him but I think it's going to be one of those close ones but Ricardo's going to have a definite edge is my feeling. It'll be interesting. And also it'll be the thing where he's got he's the new blood in the team, he's the exciting big signing, the team are going to kind of galvanise around him, I think. They might do, you, you can guarantee he's on more money than Hulkenberg is, so. Yeah. Now, on to Force India. No, 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 it's Racing Point. No, it's not. It's Sport Pacer Racing Point Grand Prix Formula One team. Racing. I think. Racing Point. Point. They promised that Racing Point was a placeholder name, and now that's the actual name of the team. It's like leaving the fake family in the photo frame, putting it on your wall and wondering why they don't call. Stroll and Perez, 2019, Senna and Prost, or Salt and Pepper. Did you hear well, the rumour about the name? Did you hear the rumour about Brabham? I did not hear the, the rumour, no. They tried to buy Brabham. Oh. So, well, well Brabham have been trying two, to have a comeback, yeah. I've been putting two and two together with my journalistic ability which is you know not to show you guys up but I wrote well, it's this definitely in the top three of all of us <laughs> <laughs> but Brabham said someone was trying to license the name this year and it, and it fell yes. through the last minute and Racing Point said up until the last minute Racing Point isn't our name so I am putting my fingers together like a comb to say it's Holy shit, this all works. It's speculation, but I like it. It's pretty good speculation. Yeah, I have not heard trying. that. I think anyone who didn't know Brabham, the old team from back in the day, has sort of been refounded by David Brabham, but they're racing in a much lower level and they're doing a road car and stuff, and clearly they they don't want to go into Formula 1 quite yet. But that, that's a that's an interesting speculation. Good Thanks. work, Terry. 
Thanks. This could be a new regular feature where you break a scoop every every month. I always break scoops. Okay. I was the first one to think Verstappen was shit. <laughs> That's a scoop, isn't it? It's like Watergate. <laughs> well, you, the, the way the rest of you all got on about how great yeah. fucking Verstappen is, I'm there going, did he do recordings? It is. It's very similar. Yeah. Something. Something deep throat. I don't know. Um, Stroll Perez. I mean, Perez is going to wipe the floor with him, isn't he? Don't care. Okay. <laughs> Just don't give a shit. Hey, <laughs> Perez. Stroll's a cunt. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be interesting with this is that for years, Force India have actually done pretty well, despite the fact that they were run by apparently a massive criminal, had no money and were basically struggling to survive all the time. In fact, in the Formula One documentary on Netflix, there's a bit where uh, Otmar Schaffnauer basically has to go in and just assure everyone that, OK, I know you haven't been paid yet, but you will be paid at the end of the week or something like that. You know, they're perennially almost about to collapse, and they've done pretty well in the last few years. Now they've got a big injection of Lawrence Stroll money. Um, what can they do with actual resources? I think it's going to go to their heads. It can I all go the opposite way. They are so good at working on a low budget... I think having some money, we're just going to get like bling cars. They're just gonna, You're going to be like Michael Carroll, the lotto lout. <laughs> yeah. They're just like me bouncing down the grid going, uh, 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 yeah, I've got a good sound system in. It's like, but we used to be really efficient. We used to design one wing and it was great. And now we're just there going, yeah, well, we've gold plated this one. First three races, they'll have an upgrade every single session. <laughs> the car will be made of gold. And then they'll be living on a council estate by Barcelona. And it's going to fart that drink that doesn't exist. What's it called? Rich, Rich Energy. Rich Energy. It's not, that's not theirs, though. It's Haas, isn't it? It's a different what? team. They're, why would they oh, be no, farting Rich Energy? they going to have Rich Energy. energy. Oh, that's right, yeah. Then they and decided, they no, we've got Lawrence Stroll money. Yeah, I've not read any We've got, we've got actual November. money from someone who exists. Yeah, whatever. Toro Rosso's up next. And would you believe it, for F1's sake, Driver of the Year 2016, Daniel Kvyat, is back I in a racing him. seat. Yeah, good. Uh, and he'll be joined by uh, Alex Albon. So he's a GP2 driver. He'll be racing alongside Kvyat this year. Uh, they're no longer the sole Honda F1 team. So will Red Bull's guinea pigs uh, still be a threat in their own right? What do we think? Uh, no, they're still just going to be the junior Red Bull team. And I'm increasingly getting a bit kind of like meh about them. Like, it's just, it's where they put, it's the kindergarten for Red Bull drivers. And... Uh, I find it very difficult this year to get excited about them. But anyway, I'm intrigued to see how Alex Albon gets on because he's apparently pretty good. But um, pop, and you know, hurrah, Danny Kvyat's back, and I, you know, give him a season or two before he's kicked out again. I but, love Kvyat, and I really hope, really, with, from the bottom of my heart, really hope he fucks it up big time. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to see him. It's such a fairy tale story of, you know. <laughs> Climbing above adversity, and it would just be great if he just starts crashing into people, and you're like, "Oh for God's sake!" Started I mean, at the top, and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. It'll almost be like again the the, the whole Brendan Hartley thing, because obviously he's gone this year. He was in Toro Rosso last year, because years ago he'd been pushing for an F1 seat. Was on the brink of it, was on the brink of it, never got it. Went off and did WEC, and then finally got his big break in yeah. F1, and then just kept crashing, and now he's lost it again. Um, but this is Kvyat's third crack at the whip. Third time starting as the new driver at Toro Rosso. Uh, that's the only thing that's sort of keeping me interested in that team. So, Sauber, no, no sorry, I've done it again. It's Alfa Romeo. Mm. Now, they've got a batshit crazy car. Kimi Raikkonen's wound up there, and we've also got this new guy called Antonio Giovinazzi. Sauber's dead. Long live the new weird F1 team. Their wing. Yeah. It's weird. What? Uh, everyone, uh, it's not often these days. Back in the day, you'd get all sorts of weird, wacky designs of F1 cars. Now, most of them, if you took all the paint off, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. But the new uh, or we'll keep calling it a Sauber. The new Sauber Alfa Romeo front wing, I mean, it looked like they hadn't finished it. Do you reckon that when that first came out, Mercedes went... Oh, shit. <laughs> I think they did that with every other team. <laughs> yeah, we fucked up. So, can you... I mean, Phil Ocam, whoever wants to describe it in detail, how would you describe this exciting technical it's like innovation? They just, you know all the little funky flowy bits on top of the flat bottom bit of the wing? Yeah. Between the end plates? It looks like they've just chopped half of that out on each side. 
Turns out he was holding it back. What's intriguing about this completely wacky design, normally in the past, if we've seen a wacky design, it turns out to be completely bollocks and then disappears. The Alpha doesn't look that slow. Looks alright. Well, we haven't really talked about times in testing. They've all... The Alpha's been quick, and Toro Rosso's done... And I know it's all... Well, as we know, glory times runs. in testing are everything. Oh, exactly. You yes. can tell exactly what's going to happen by how quick mm. they are in testing. But there is that feeling of going, if nothing else... The gap between the big three is a little less, but the midfield is so tight. Super tight. Apart from Williams. The and midfield yeah. is so tight. Uh, but it's going to be one of those one fuck up yeah. is going to mean the difference between sixth place and not. I'm, I'm sure once we get to, like, let's say, let's say Barcelona as a benchmark, they'll probably have stretched apart a little bit, but it does look on the face of it like it's. I, I've no idea who's going to be sort of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh the moment how do we think uh, Raikkonen's going to fare against Giovinazzi I mean I don't know much about Giovinazzi we saw him in what two races a couple was it last year or the year before and he seemed to remember he crashed all the time but you know I'd be nervous if I got the seat and I am available if anybody needs me um, so I don't I don't know a huge amount about him I didn't follow him particularly closely in the junior formula so I he don't know he was really quick in Formula 2 okay. he came second but he kind of came from nowhere and was really quite quick in F2. This kind of knowledge doesn't really suit this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you sound like you know what <laughs> you're talking about. Knowing about lower formulas. This is <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't like that. Uh, no. So, yeah, no idea what he is then. <laughs> no we just idea. take the piss out of his name because it's got Nazi in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of our level. Hidden gold everywhere. I think what's going to happen yeah. is he's going to be more exciting and get some good results. But Raikkonen's going to become that kind of dependable, wise head. Raikkonen's going to be that if there's a chance of an eighth place, he'll get the eighth place. Raikkonen's like a faithful old Labrador. Yeah. Yeah, and I cannot believe that once again it's yet another new year and we're still he's still there he's never going to leave F1 he's older than me and I'm really old you are yes. energy drink has it gone from selling spanners to a snake oil energy drink that doesn't exist like rich energy yes rich energy this is going to be a good story for this year isn't it I can, I'm looking forward to this so what do we know about rich energy well it's, it's an energy drink, and is it's it? got enough money. Is it? Well, it's an energy drink, and it's got enough money to sponsor an F1 team. Does it? Except... <laughs> Does it? <laughs> nobody seems to have ever seen a can of it anywhere. I saw my first can of rich energy drink. Was it in Geneva? It was in Geneva, Of course it was yes. in Geneva. They've and made was, like a hundred for rich people. Did well, it have there, its own, like, turntable? There was, a, there was a guy drinking it, and uh, weirdly, I went up to him and I said, Is that a rich energy drink? And he said, yes. I said, where did you get it? And he goes, well, I don't know. I just found it on the table over there. Wow. I don't know where it came from. And his skin started bubbling. He <laughs> yeah. ran it away. Me. Well, the label Save fell off me. and it was Red Bull underneath. But no, so it's run by this bloke called Rich, Rich Energy. Energy. <laughs> Big Dick Energy. <laughs> That's where it came from. That's the whole Danny Ricardo oh. thing. It was him all the time. So, yeah, it's run by this guy called Richard Energy. I know it's not his name, but that's what he's going to be called from Richard now on. Richard Power. We should call it Richard. E we should call it just Dick Energy from now on. Yeah. All right. So Dick Energy. Mm. <laughs> Love the taste of Dick Energy. <laughs> and um, and now the house looks like a lotus. They've got this black and gold colour scheme on that black one can you've seen in Geneva, and they've gone. I know black and gold. That's that colour that Formula One have used, not just in the Lotus era, but also the return of the Lotus era when Renault used it as a kind of weird, this isn't John Player special, but it is kind of. And now they've come in and gone, I know, let's make it look like that shit Lotus. What the fuck is going on? That was a race winning shit Lotus. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, they've uh, kept their drivers. Remarkably, they've kept Roman Grosjean, despite him having a, a comically and very entertainingly poor 2018, as shown in the Netflix documentary Drive or Survive. Drive to Survive. Drive, in, drive, drive, drive or Survive. Why not Drive or Survive? That's the reality show next year. Yes. We drive or, or survive. survive. Yeah, you can't do both. And um, Brendan Hartley's there going, no, let me drive. No. <laughs> but they've decided to hang on to Grosjean. I think he's being sponsored by Netflix this year. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I've just gone, look, we I need mean, you. He, you are star quality. He is Netflix gold. Um... Is that a good idea to keep him? Because he did crash and fuck up a lot last year. <sighs> there's, there's just a lot. People love him. He's a good driver. When he's good, he's very, very good. Yeah. But when he's not... He crashes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does crash. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so entertaining. Yeah. I mean, for me... And you haven't even seen the Gunter Steiner episode of... I'm getting that. I'm going to go and watch it. It's brilliant. Tonight. Oh. I can't help but think... 
from an entertainment perspective, which is Formula One has become an entertainment sport now that Liberty own it, Grosjean needs to be there. I mean, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. He's not quite Maldonado, but he's sort of like unexpected Grosjean. But Maldonado had that, apart from the weird race win, which would always be an anomaly, Maldonado was a bit too comical with his shitness. Grosjean's got a kind of, oh no, he's, he's pulled it together this race. Whoops. Is it, so it's his timing and his, his yeah, ju- I mean, timing. coming from a, 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 a very well respected stand up comedian, I think you can appreciate Retired. that kind of thing. Yes. McLaren. Oh, More like God. meh. McLaren. Ah. Lots of fancy fastest laps, but the analysis seems to show that they are somewhere in the middle field without Alonso. Or with, depending on his mood. So that's the big news over testing is that Alonso turned up and went, Yeah, I might drive this car. And everyone's like, Oh, fuck. So we got rid of him. So Alonso might do some tests. And if the car's good, he might drive because. This is, bored. and again, I, I'm sorry I keep harking back to this Netflix documentary. But there's a bit with Alonso and McLaren, and honestly, they bend over backwards to do absolutely anything Alonso wants. The whole team is run around Alonso, and it seems that even though he's not driving, they're still doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? They seemed to twice they were fastest in the set in one of the in, on each on one of the days, but it seems like they were just like quick take anything that isn't screwed down off the car and set the fastest lap you can, and then come back in again. But it's also that sad... Just to impress Fernando. Used to be, you go you go sandbagging, or what's the opposite of glory runs, to impress sponsors. And now it's like, they don't need Kimoa's money that much, but they're just <laughs> there going, oh, Fernando's here, quick, quick. <laughs> Dad, Dad, look what I can do. Dad. Oh, horrible. Fernando, you're not looking. McLaren was such a glorious team, and now, if it wasn't for Williams, they would be the embarrassment of the grid. The other thing we need to talk to is the fact that McLaren have... Uh, embraced Big Tobacco again. Uh, oh, they do you remember have, this? This was a couple of months ago. They announced that they have a new sponsor, which is basically British American Tobacco's version of Mission Winnow, as far as I can tell. It's definitely not cigarettes, though. It's definitely no. not cigarettes. Uh, so but it's called, can we just it's take called a second smoke. Here? No, it's not. Can we take a second here? Because I don't know about you, but <laughs> when I'm watching testing, <laughs> I like to smoke a nice British American tobacco. Mmm. <laughs> they taste so creamy. And then after I've, to- after I've smoked one, I just feel like I can maybe take on the world. Anyway, sorry, Phil. <laughs> Where were you? So, yeah, do- they're, doing this, they're doing this smokeless, definitely not tobacco thing as well, which is a bit of a shame. You kind of want to like McLaren, but they're making it a bit difficult at the moment. But they've got two new drivers, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz. Thoughts on them? Carlos Sainz, who I, or as I call him, Fernando Nolonso. <laughs> Not, he's not, not one of your best. <laughs> That's great. Is it because it's not Alonso? Exactly. Right. That's the point. You see that thing where they go, on, the, on that first episode of that documentary, where they're going, and then when I was nine, I was next to Fernando Alonso, and he's my hero. With he Carlos Sainz Sr. in the background going, the fuck about me? I'm a fucking world champion, you shit. <laughs> and uh, then the whole thing is about him going, maybe one day I can be like a shit Alonso. And now... Now he is. Now you are. Uh, although it appears that maybe the car is slightly better than it was when Alonso was driving it. Um, Norris, any thoughts on him? No. He's, he's quite a he's quite a cocky little so and so, which is unusual for a racing driver. Um, yeah. He's good on social media. He is good on social media. He's very good at computer games as well. I was watching is. him doing some esports, and he, he knows his esports. But uh, Tomb Raider, was, he is exquisite. Yes. There was a there was an interview with him where some, one journalist put to him, he's like, you know, we've seen Stoffel come in, we've seen. Magnussen come in, we see Perez come into McLaren, they've all only lasted one year and gone. What makes you different? And he goes, oh, I'm better. I was like, mm, he's got some spunk. Well, they'll soon rub that out of him, let's put it that way, because they will. If McLaren can do one thing, they can ruin world champions and they can fuck up rookies. Yeah. Speaking of fucked up rookies, are we going to miss Stoffel? Who? Okay. Oh, that's yeah. hard. Which reminds me, I don't know about you, Phil. <laughs> But I like to wear my Stoffel Ruffle t-shirt, which is now crushingly out of date. And yet we've not taken it down from our shop. Don't know why. Maybe it's just a cash grab. Like or maybe th- yeah. we all like to ruffle when we Stoffel. <laughs> ruffle, ruffle. If you want to be hipster and ironic with your retro Stoffel Ruffle t-shirt, ff1s.com slash shop, shop, shop. And on that note, we go to Williams. Paddy Lowe has taken a leave of absence the car was late, and even when it turned up, 
it was dismally slow. The gulf between this former great team and every other car is huge. What's going to happen with them? I, I feel like for the past three years, we've been saying that Williams can't sink any lower. Turns and then they can. it turns out they can. They've Right, first things first, they've, they've got rid of their cool livery. I mean, the car was shit and slow before, but they did have the Martini livery and it looked pretty cool. Um, now that's gone, and they've got Rocket, yeah, which is... Some telecommunications call is it? Oh, there is an engine. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't, even, I don't actually know. So they were two and a half days late to testing. To um, which they said was due to an embarrassing error that they've not actually said what that error was. And was if you say embarrassing, you need to fess up what that meant. Well, they, they might not have done that, but mysteriously, a couple of weeks after testing, Paddy Lowe, the chief tech dude, has uh, taken a leave of absence, which presumably means he's been fired. Um, I think but Pad uh, Paddy Lowe has got a immaculately good CV. Not anymore. I, I'm not convinced that it's his fault. I think the buck has to stop at the top. And as you can probably forgive Frank Williams for not really being at the top anymore, I think the buck has to stop with Claire Williams. Oh. And I wonder how much longer she can she can be in charge because you know it's her it's her gig and it's fucked up surely oh. it's her fault I don't know if she can get fired from her own family's company but I mean just another level of utter shyness and it appears that the car was super slow Kubitz has been giving it a kicking in the press already and he hasn't even driven for them yet I mean just woeful and like you were saying about McLaren you know another one's great team that's just being dragged three wheeled through the mud it's so sad. It's just the saddest thing. And yet, there doesn't seem to be any respite. And they're going to get less and less money from being at the back all the time. So they're not going to get the prize money in. The sponsors are not going to be sticking around. If they don't even want to kick them. That's yeah. how I feel. Should we just be nice to Williams all this season? Maybe we should. We should have a special like Williams hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll them. be behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a chat. But what Williams did this weekend, well, they outreached into the community, folks. Yeah, yeah. Because they sure didn't do anything yeah. on the fucking Grand Prix. Yeah. They went oh. to the Grove Rotary Club. And we've got George Russell. Yeah. yeah. Who looks like a cardboard cutout. He's quite wide-eyed, isn't he? I don't know if he's, Every he's picture new and a rookie. Him, he looks like a cardboard cutout of himself. <laughs> to the point of, I don't think he exists. I think he's a CGI it's character. A Photoshop. They've kind of gone, this guy is much cheaper than a real driver. And we're going to come last anyway. So we'll just have like a standing in, It'll be like Ferris Bueller. And they've also, of course, got uh, Robert Kubitzer. Well, what a great driver who's going to do really well this year. I mean, he was a great driver he was when he had a driver. decent car, but he's, he's not raced in F1 for a long time. And there's the small issue of the fact that he's not got a functioning arm <laughs> he's got very vehement fans on Twitter yes the Polish fans are very much going he is amazing and the thing is he is amazing the story is amazing he was a great driver battle through adversity I'd argue even more than Daniel Kvyat <laughs> you know well to put it out uh, there uh, let's, let's say that's a big thing to say yeah it's arguable yeah. I think he's gone through more than Daniel Kvyat slightly and he will be 19th or 20th every race. Yes. Great. In Listener's Corner, Russell Trigg actually predicts that Williams will fire Kubica by Spa. Ooh. Ooh. Is that possible? Now, I don't know if this is because he's not going to be very good or because he keeps slagging off the team. Um, although, the team frankly, um, uh, Claire Williams, I think, is at the point where she's just going, yep, fair enough, yep, we're rubbish. Yep, we're shit. <laughs> Which is actually refreshingly honest. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go in ultimately pessimistic about Williams for this year. And then anything that's not absolutely terrible will be a very happy surprise. And I will genuinely be happy for them. Because I don't want them to fall apart. But. It's properly confusing how all the other teams have closed up the gap. And Williams... I mean, it's, I'm laughing because it's so depressing. But Williams have just come to testing and gone, Oh, shit, you meant build a car. We've been building like buses. Oh, sorry, guys. I mean, genuinely, would you be surprised if at Australia, Williams are two seconds slower than the next slowest team? Does that 107... Would that surprise you? Does that 107% rule still apply? Yeah, I think so. Although you can get over it if the rest of the teams agree, and I think they probably would. But Yeah, but I think it'd be embarrassingly that... I think it might be embarrassingly hitting that 100%. I really hope I'm wrong. 
we'll see. So with the first weekend of the F1 season kicking off today, what race are we particularly looking forward to this year and why? I'm quite looking forward to Baku because I just have memories of being pleasantly surprised by it. When it first came out, I was like, oh, another street circuit's going to be rubbish. But the last couple of years of Baku have been really interesting. So I'm quite looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to Turkey because Turn 8 is really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Rouen. <laughs> That's going to be great. Yeah. Well, with that settled, uh, who's your who's going to take the driver's title this year? I feel like we should have drum rolls here. Okay. I'm going to go out the limit. We'll revisit this at the last episode and see how we did. You go I first. am going to say Charles Leclerc. Yeah, me too. What? Can't do that. Fine, Verstappen. Oh! Nah, I'm only joking. It'd be <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Adia. Uh, can I agree and say it's Hamilton? Oh, yeah, you can say Hamilton. But what would Chica say? Yeah, because remember, you're Chica. I am Chica. Uh, she would say, boy, Kimi Raikkonen's good. He'll get it. I know Chica well. Got a pretty, got a pretty low opinion of Chica, I see. <laughs> he would get it, though. Pardon? If you had to stack up the modern lineup of Formula One drivers sexually, I think Kimi would be up there. Kimi? Really? What about Ricardo? I think he'd be a little bit too eager. What about Charles Leclerc? Good looking. I think Leclerc would just not say anything. He'd just be like thrusting away <laughs> silently. <laughs> I think we're right. you could have a drink afterwards and like have a drink before and during. I yeah, think. you wouldn't mind like laying in his arms after. <laughs> but you know, Vettel would want to call your mum or something. Now, I listened to the 2018 season preview of this podcast and we got on to which driver we would screw then. So really? why, does this happen every year? It's every, every episode, episode. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Although it's not been the same since Verline left, has it? I'm not, I mean, can we talk about Verline briefly? If you like. He's, what's he doing now? He's in Formula, like, e. Formula E, right? He has got a sexy haircut and like the Billy Bragg song goes, got his haircut, stopped loving him. I feel nothing for him wow. now. And... Considering the haircut you're sporting at the moment, that is... Yeah, I went in and asked for the Pascal, because I thought, how can I make myself fancy myself less? <laughs> I don't know. I just... He's trying too hard. Has he gone? Oh, wow. It's like he's trying to get me. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so... And Raikkonen's gone, gone in there. But, no, no, can we just clarify? <laughs> I'm not saying drivers I'd like to have sex with. I'm saying drivers, if you had to have sex with them, which sounds a bit wrong in the modern era. But if you had to, who would you... And how would they treat you afterwards? Okay. I think Hulkenberg would be... You know, he'd just be keen to get any podium. Just any yeah. result would be nice. <laughs> Grosjean would just apologise. Grosjean would do it wrong. <laughs> Grosjean would do it <laughs> wrong. In the wrong place. And in the next room you just hear Gunter Steiner going, What the fuck's sake? <laughs> we look like fucking wankers. With that wrapped up, what about the team's title? Who's going to win the Constructors' Championship? If I was going to get fucked by any car, <laughs> I think you've got to trust Mercedes. They know what they're doing. They're efficient. They're not going to leave a stay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. What the fuck is going on? I think Ferrari are going to win the team's title. I'm not Thanks, saying... Phil. I'm not saying, Cam, that you're, you're not a good standing for Chica but at that point she would have stopped me she would have stopped me before I got that far I'm just, I'm just letting you go there mate I don't like it I don't, I don't you don't like this newfound freedom I, yeah, I start these things I need to be pulled off away I need to be pulled away before okay, I finish okay which team is going to win the Constructors Championship and not the car you're going to bang go Ferrari for Phil Terry Mercedes okay Cam what do you think and I'm going to go with Sauber oh uh, Sauber's not a team anymore <laughs> Okay, so obviously it's going to be one of those three, clearly, that's going to win the team's championship. What about the midfield B team's championship? Renault. I assume we're thinking that Red Bull are not in the midfield. Uh, Red Bull are still still up with top three. Okay. Um, See, I probably would have gone with Renault, but I will go with Haas Energy Drink. Oh, interesting. Big Dick Energy Haas. Yeah, Renault's boring. Let's presume that Renault are definitely fourth. So therefore, yes. the midfield is everyone else. But then I think, well, Alpha do look good. It's all very close. I wouldn't say Renault. And then I wouldn't rule out Force India with their new big pile of cash. Racing Not point. Force India, racing point. Whatever the fuck. I think Alpha Romeo. Ooh. So in conclusion, is I, I, I would say Haas. If they don't learn from their many, many fuck ups from 2018. When you say Haas's fuck ups, you mean Grosjean's fuck ups. Grosjean. Apart from I mean, Australia, Australia last year, they forgot to put the wheels okay, on. Yeah. Then I'm going. I'm going with Phil. I'm going with Haas as well. But the, the most important part of F1 2019, though, 
is for F1's sake, whipping boy of the year. Incumbent is currently Grosjean. Who are we going for? I, I feel like, actually, considering how much Grosjean fucked up last year, we didn't give him that hard a time. So you think we should double down on Grosjean? I, don't, I think it would depend on how he does in the first three races. I, I, think. I think he could definitely make a comeback, but I feel like we should sort of nominate somebody else first. Gasly. Oh, no, I like Gasly. I like Gasly, but I think... I think, I think Giovinazzi, I think Giovinazzi is going to be incredible. I think he's going to be the, literally the new Ericsson and just going to be completely anonymous. Ooh. George Russell. It's difficult because he's got a shit car. Lando. Fuck it. Lando's our new guy. We've got history. Palmer is the old whipping boy. We like to destroy a British hope. We quite like Palmer now. Yeah, well, now. Yeah. We did not then. No, that's true. Lando. All right. We'll see what happens. But I, I think we should reserve the right to change it if another candidate makes himself known. Okay, deal. All right. Lando it is. That's it from us. So it's goodbye from Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about future Grand Prix. Uh, of which uh, Zandvoort might be one, they're still deciding, du new Dutch Grand Prix, and possibly not Silverstone after this year, because they Good don't riddance. seem to be able to... Wow, okay, we'll come back to that another time, because like we should have time for that. But yeah, it doesn't. it's not looking good for Silverstone at the moment. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about... One thing I listened today to is that Paul Hembry, Phil Hembry, Paul Hembry, the guy from Pirelli, what was his name? Paul, Paul Henry. Paul Henry, there you go. He did a very long podcast interview with Autosport that's very entertaining because you basically realise he fucking hates Formula 1 and he lets rip and I am a fan. And also, that weird thing where I hadn't noticed he's gone. He's not been around for a couple of years, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. can't believe you haven't noticed... Uh who's looking after the tyre manufacturer I know he was on it he was interviewed at every race and then he wasn't there for a year and at not one point did I go where's that guy well, well on like that him. note we'll be back very soon with the Australian Grand Prix <coughs> but in the meantime check out our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake where can we get merch Terry? well God. I don't know about you guys <laughs> But when I'm smoking my Team Winnow British American Tobacco Rich Energy Vape, I think I shouldn't be doing this naked on my balcony. I should be wearing a T-shirt that says something like Stoffel Ruffle or another dated reference to Formula One past, like Senna, he's never going to die, um, which is another T-shirt you can buy from us. Uh, so if you want to do those things, go to ff1s dot com forward slash shop 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 I really should point out that you can't buy that t-shirt from us unless you do a you design can. between you can now and this by the time out. they listen there will be a t-shirt that says Senna he'll never die what a great t-shirt fuck me I think we've oh got the best t-shirt that ever existed Christ thanks for listening I've been Cameron Tate we'll see you in a week bye bye oh yeah sure bye God, we're out of practice we haven't done this for months Podcast Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.